Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. Thank you so much for watching or listening to us today, whatever platform you may be joining us on. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined here in the wonderful state of South Dakota with my good friend Joseph Lassiter. Hello. We are also joined by my brother Jacob Johnson back in Pennsylvania. Hello. So yeah, full team is here. Joe and I are back in our usual places, and uh, Jake has now shifted over about two inches to his regular spot as well. So <laughs> uh, don't forget, go to our website, which is trdshow.net. That's where you'll find a list of links to all of the many platforms we're on. Do you like censorship? We don't. So we were censored on YouTube a couple weeks back. You know, if you want to get all of our content and not just some of it, uh, go to trdshow.net and go to Rumble, go to Odyssey, go to Gab TV, go to anywhere other than YouTube to find our content. Please follow us on other platforms besides YouTube so that when censorship hits, and that's when, not if, because it's already happening, you can get all of our content. Send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We would love to hear from you. What are your thoughts? Send us an email with your thoughts about the show. Questions you have, ideas for topics, just general comments. Let's hear it. We really want to hear from you. Um, today we're talking about current events. It's current events Monday. A lot of, lot of stuff happened. Um, it was a rough week. Um, but also some good news. So I've, I've got some good news. Jake and Joe have some very unfortunate news. Uh, but it's all very good to talk about and discuss. But before we get to our current events today, we have to talk about the verse of the week. And the verse this week is 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6. And it says, There is one God, the Father, from whom are all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. And again, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6. So, this one was one actually when I was doing my uh, putting together my research and um, study materials for our discussion topic this Friday, which is a very exciting topic. Uh, so stick around for that on Friday. This was a verse that really stuck out to me and that I, I really thought was good to, to bring up. Um, there's one God, the Father, for whom are all things and for whom we exist. And remember, for whom we exist is the important is a really important part of that. We exist to glorify him, right? What is the chief end of man? The Westminster Shorter Catechism, right? To uh, uh, glorify God and enjoy him forever. Um, and then one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist, right? So this was really, really important. And when we are discussing worldviews, when we're discussing things from a fundamental um uh, what's the word? Uh, epistemological level, right? Where does knowledge come from? The study of knowledge, all of those sorts of things that we've discussed in previous months. Ultimately, it comes down to what God do you worship? Um, and that's the question that we want to try and get other people around us to ask as well. And specifically to ask us, what God do you worship? Why is your life so different? Why do you live so much differently than I do? How can I worship that same God, right? That's what we should be trying to drive these people to say. And this verse sets that up, right? There is one God. That's it. One big G, God, the Father, from whom are all things, right? And one Lord, Jesus Christ. So while the atheistic and secular worldviews try to set ourselves up as God, 
there can truly only be one and it's not us. So we need to keep this in mind. We need to remember this. And I thought this was a really good verse to really good time to put this in here and, and bring this up. So with that said, I'm going to pass it on over to Jake to um, start talking about our current events for today. Take it away. Wow. What a great verse to move into what what I'm going to be talking about. Um, oh, wow. Which, right. Yeah. Which last week on Tuesday, 19 children and two teachers were killed mm. in a shooting in, yep. U- in Uvalde, Texas. Wow. Um, the facts of the shooting were that the um, the shooter had first killed his own grandmother. Wow. And then had taken a truck and crashed it not far from the el- from an elementary school. And he walked um, from his crashed car all the way to the school whilst while he was walking, he was also shooting at people as he was walking. Wow. Um, and then, and I want to point out that this was the time that 911 was called. Mm. Right. At this point in time, 911 was called. And, and so he continued walking towards the school and he got inside of the school. Uh, some reports are of that a teacher had left the door open by accident and he was able to get in. Um, some other reports are say other things, but um, he, nevertheless, he got inside and he locked himself in one of the classrooms and started shooting at children. Wow. Wow. And at this point, police were outside of the building. Hmm. The problem is that they were waiting there. Wow. They just stood there and waited. Really? For 40 minutes. Oh my 40 goodness. minutes outside of the school. Wow. And I mean, coming into this, multiple questions arise. Of course, this first one, you, you knew would either be brought up by myself or Bruce. Why are these public schools there anyways? Mm. Yeah. Why do they exist? These government indoctrination camps. Yeah. But then the second question is, why are none of these teachers armed with any weapons to defend themselves? Mm. Yep. Christ says in Luke twenty two thirty six, 36, um, and I quote, he said to them, but now if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag, and if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. <laughs> so we are to have swords and defenders. Oh, I don't know. Sounds like self-defense isn't something we should do as Christians. I don't know. I just don't think that's important. Can you say that <laughs> one more time, Jake? Because I hadn't heard it and it kind of blew me off guard for a split second because I've been looking for this this past week for a verse, yeah, something yeah, similar so to that. That was, that was Luke twenty two thirty six, which again says, he said to them, but now if you have a purse, take it and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. Hmm. Cool. Thank you. I, I like that verse. Yeah. And my final question and final point uh, that 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 kind of relates to what you were saying, Bruce, about what God do we worship? Mm. And the the question arises, even if these officers in and, and I, I wanted to say state back before was that these officers were told to stay outside by their chief. They were told to wait. 40 minutes. Wow. And and so the the question arises if even if these officers were told to wait outside 
while there was an active shooting inside of the school, yeah. why did none of these? Why did none of the officers' moral compasses kick in? Mm. Yeah, when they knew they could do, yeah, something to stop to which, this. To which the answer kind of is, and how you answered it. They don't worship our God. Mm. They worship the God of the government. Yeah. Whatever the government, whatever their chief, whoever is giving them money, whatever they say, yep, is true. I feel like we would at the when the entire story gets publicized, if you will, when the investigation has already gone through. I feel like we would have more insight to what all is going, what all happened. Yeah, because. I this is the first time I actually heard that they waited outside for forty minutes. Mm. So I've seen memes like that going around and pictures of them just huddled, just mm. standing there doing nothing. Yeah. So maybe I, I feel like we would get a bigger and broader understanding once the case actually be gets revealed on all. Or it could turn into a January sixth type of event where or that too. we learn more like a year later we realize we knew it was bad and that they were purposely purposefully Hiding making it, it look bad. Mm -hmm. But that we didn't know how bad it was. I could totally see this turning into something like that where we know this fits their agenda. We know that shootings like this help them disarm us so that we are not free people anymore mm -hmm. and we have no recourse but to obey everything they say. So I can totally see this turning into something where, like, you know, a couple months later, or I don't think they'll wait that long. I think it'll, you know, it'll be, you know, well, no, because it fits their agenda for them, not for us not to, not to find out and for a legislation to happen right now to disarm the American people. And then a year later, we finally realize, oh, huh, this was an inside job. And <laughs> like, I could totally see things like that happening uh, not to sound like conspiracy theorist here but i'm i'm just I mean, trying to point out conspiracy facts. theory if it's true <laughs> it's conspiracy theory until it's been proven true. <laughs> right well i think so at this point actually one one last final fact that would kind of i mean kind of hurt hurt even more the the this this whole situation is uh even like at the end, it wasn't even the police who stopped the shooter. Oh, right. I heard about this. It was it was a Border Patrol agent, right? And I guess maybe some consider him a police, but he wasn't on duty at the time. Mm. The It was um, the Border Patrol agent who had a wife and a child inside of the school at the time. Wow. And he had heard about the shooting, and even he asked the barber... He was at a barber's <laughs> shop, and he asked the barber yeah. the, for for the barber's gun, and he went and saved his wife and child first, mm. went back in, and took out the shooter. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. So, so even in the end, it was a citizen, and I guess you can consider him a citizen, with a gun and that saved the day and not mm. the police. Mm. And he had to go over to a barber... And ask. He was hey, at. He was at the barber. He was at. He was at the he barber. He went to his barber <laughs> that he was at. Yeah. And and he at. So he had the gun, or the barber had the gun. Barber, I think the barber okay. had the gun. So he had to ask the barber for one. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that make you question them something? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't he have a gun? <laughs> yeah. Why did he? Why did he have <laughs> to ask the weird. barber? He was off duty. He was off duty. He's an American citizen, though, so like he's but, allowed yeah, to carry true. a gun. But <laughs> yeah. the barber carrying? How did he know the barber? Well, I guess I'm sure that, he probably knew the barber yeah, personally or something like that. that. But 
yeah, yeah, the um, I think this shows that uh, somehow there are still some real men in this country. Who knew? Didn't think they existed. But well, I mean, even even so, when it uh, when it comes to the private citizens, even they can do it better than the (laughs) government can. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Wow. Well, well, not Jacob. Cool. Thank you for sharing this. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's not. It um, was it was either this or talking about the World Economic Forum in Davos. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know which is more depressing at this point, given the millions that the Davos World Economic Forum plan will kill, and the people that this shooter has killed. They, yeah. I will say you brought another perspective to the argument now because everyone's like, well, why the the cops were didn't want to go in and help protect the school, and I had not even heard the the private the private individual went in, and everyone's like, we we as citizens shouldn't be allowed to carry because not a lot of people want to carry guns anymore or protect themselves or why didn't the police protect them? It's their job, so forth and so on. Yeah. So. Another another thing the left was trying to use at the time when this first came out was that they they were saying that there was a private security guard there at the school, which ter- comes to find out it's that wasn't true. That there wasn't mm. a security guard there. But the really? left wanted to say that. Yeah, they wanted to say that to show, hey, even even with someone there with a gun, it didn't <laughs> help. Wow. But that's not even true. There wasn't even a security guard there. Wow. So that's insane. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, Jacob, thank you for for sharing that um, mm-hmm. bit of solemn news. And I hear Joe, you kind of wanted to add to that. Yeah. That a little bit as well. So uh, take it away. Okay. So not even a week later, not even a week later after the school shooting, which still is sad. But not even a week later, there is another incident who had was having a uh, there was a kid party party. Um, there was a kid who was having a gra- graduation party slash birthday party for him, and it had about 40, to, 40 people there. And there was a guy who decided to commit a crime. 37-year-old guy who decided to target for the, the party. Um, he decided to go and shoot them. Wow. Sad. At a birthday party. Wow. Now, the guy who was planning on attacking was stopped. Hmm. He was stopped by a citizen who was legally carrying a, um, a firearm, and she was able to... I, I don't know the right term, but she defended the 40 kids and took the um, murderer down. Wow. And saved the party, essentially. Wow. Only, all because she was a law-abiding citizen and decided to um, see that the attack was coming on and did, defend the 40, the 40 kids. Did she have, she had a gun? She did. Wow. She had a gun. Wow, that's mm-hmm. uh, that is really cool. It is cool Very to see positive mm-hmm. story as well. Negative or negative, the fact that sin is still in the world and we still have criminals who want to commit yeah. crimes. Yeah, but it was really good to, or I was glad to see that 
this person was willing to take on the responsibility of defending the 40 kids at that store. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that is some good news. That is, is very cool. Thank you for sharing, Joe. And that, oh, go ahead. It, and it, it just shows the reason why us citizens, law-abiding citizens, should be able to carry. We should yeah. be able to have a right to defend ourselves. And even if I, I, I took a CPR class a while ago, and it was... Even though, or at the end of the class, they said, even though you have this cert, uh, certification, you are not in any legal binding. You do not have to go and help save somebody else from uh, using your CPR knowledge. You don't have to. There's no law that states it's good to. It's only by the Good Samaritan law that you should go. Yeah. Um, a lot of people do go because they and, do have, but a, I think that's something we should also contribute to guns. Even mm -hmm. if you have a gun, yeah, you should not be obligated to protect. Now, if you want to protect, and um, at a self-defense class that I went to, it takes two seconds for a bad guy to get from, I, I think it was um, pretty much from in the um, edge of a building to another building, or edge of a hallway to you in two seconds. And for a professional gunslinger, which is somebody who can do a quick draw, it takes at minimal 1.6 seconds for you to pull your pull your pistol out to get ready to um, fire. Wow. To defend yourself. Wow. So and you have a very limited amount of time to even think, do you want to do this or not? Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's a really great point. You know, taking it back to kind of what you had said earlier about, uh, you know, there's no law mm -hmm. that says uh, that someone has to defend others and, and care for the well-being of others, right? But mm -hmm. in a Christian society, you don't need one. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there's that um, parable in, in Matthew talks about um, when you were hungry, you know, when I was hungry, when I was thirsty, when I had no clothes, you know, you, you gave me food, you gave me water. And mm -hmm. they said, what, Lord, when did we do that for you? And he said, when you've done it for the least of these, when you've done it for his people, you mm -hmm. did it for him. Right. So we have an obligation to help others and especially those who are our brothers and sisters in Christ. But any of us who has the Imago Dei, the image of God in us, mm -hmm. right. Or created in his image. We as Christians have a moral obligation to help them uh, in any but, yeah. situation we find ourselves in where their well-being is compromised. Yeah, go ahead. And also, we, we look at the Ten Commandments. We look at, okay, so we, we take into the, the concept of thou shalt not murder, but then we look at the inverse of that. Mm. Right? Mm. Thou shalt not murder, but then we look at you, you should preserve life. Yes, well. mm -hmm. yes. Absolutely. No, I do. I, while yes, I don't think it should be a civil government law. I definitely think it's a Christian law. Mm -hmm. mm, yes. Yeah, for sure. It's for a sure. law essentially written on our hearts because we have the 10 commandments written on our hearts. Mm, yeah. Good point. It, it's kind of a conscience um, thing for us to go and matter help of conscience. Defend. Yes. A matter yeah. of conscience to go and help to preserve life. Yeah. 
Good point. Well, with that cheery uh, and positive bit of news, I'm going to move on to something that's actually even more positive or just as positive as as well. So this will be nice. Um, So my headline is 18 major airlines, the FAA and the DOT are going to be sued over COVID vaccine mandates. So uh, the article reads, John Pierce Law has filed a lawsuit against Atlas Air on behalf of U.S. Freedom Flyers, and that's USFF, uh, and Atlas employees. And this John Pierce Law plans to sue all major airlines, 18 altogether, plus the Federal Aviation Administration, which why is that a thing, and the Department of Transportation, again, why is that a thing? It shouldn't be a thing in a Christian culture that civil government is doing this. Anyways, um, contending, so he's suing, this John Pierce Law is suing 18 major airlines, uh, suing the Federal Aviation Administration and the Department of Transportation, and they're contending that the vaccine mandates imposed by these agencies on the airline's employees infringed on their constitutional, religious, and medical liberties. So, this is big news. I mean, this is not small potatoes here. They're tackling some of the biggest agencies and groups and organizations in the U.S., right? This is insane. Plaintiffs, uh, the article continued, are mostly unvaccinated pilots, flight attendants, as well as other Atlas staff. So the lawsuit itself states that, and then here's a quote right from the lawsuit, it is also about the safety of America's airline industry. Should pilots under federal regulation required to be among the healthiest workers in the United States who have taken an experimental vaccine that is now shown to have potentially deadly long-term side effects be allowed to fly massive aircraft in our skies, while those who have smartly refrained from such a course be forced out of their jobs, right? You're kind of putting people's lives at risk here if you're requiring them to take these experimental chemicals into their body, jab shot up with these experimental chemicals that can sometimes lead to death, if not myocarditis and a whole host of other things, uh, for no good reason. Uh, We talked about this months ago. You don't need the jab to survive COVID-19 or prevent it. The jab doesn't even prevent it. It does nothing. In fact, it can make things worse and it can actually produce worse strains or variants of this thing. Anywho, that's different episode. We'll get into that. We've gotten into that later. I, I don't think it's bears repeating at this point because it's it's so prevalent. We all know this information that they're useless. Um, and worse than useless, they can be deadly. So forcing people to get this while you have 40, potentially like 40 plus people on an airline, 40 lives that you are in charge of, um, this is this is stupidity. This is like 9-11 if we forced terrorists onto the plane. <laughs> Except this time they're not trying to crash the plane. It's just going to happen. <laughs> like, um, so while this is a great thing, while it seems like some people are waking up, fighting back for their freedoms, this is like exciting. It's a heck of a lot better of a story, positive impact than school shooting. <laughs> this is good news in a way. Ultimately, Until the church wakes up and starts preaching all of scripture for all of life, these efforts are all for nothing. They're useless. To truly fix things, Christians either need to talk to their pastors and ask them to start preaching the whole counsel of God, or they need to find a different church to attend that is kingdom-oriented. 
until then, this is this is useless. We are we're patching, we're putting a band-aid on a broken bone. We're slapping a patch on a massive hole in a sinking ship. We're fixing the symptoms instead of fixing the problem. Acts 20, verse 27 says, For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. That's Acts chapter 20, verse 27. That's what preachers should be focusing on when teaching what the civil government should do, what the family should do, what the church should do, what a society based on the word of God should do. This is what the preacher's job is. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. This is where our battle is, right? We can fight against the symptoms all day, but unless Christians wake up and realize what the goal is, all of it is in vain. This is all for nothing. If we don't realize that the problem is the rot in the American culture, the problem is Christians don't know how to live as Christians. The problem is Christians don't know how to preserve and be salt and light, which is Matthew 5.13, our verse, right? Christians don't know because they don't have a preacher. Our calling, remember, is to make every nation a disciple of Christ. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. I'm going to read through it again because we read through this a lot, but I think we need to actually understand what Christ is calling us to do here. Matthew 28 says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Make disciples of all nations and teach them to observe all that Christ has taught us, all that the word of God has taught us. Psalm chapter 2. Great way to wrap things up here. <laughs> Psalm chapter 2, verses 10 through 11 says, Now therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. This is talking to the civil government. The civil government is to be under the reign of Christ. What's this next part? Chapter 11, or I think this is verse 11. He says, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. So all of this, the culmination of all of this is that we need preachers and churches willing to teach the entire counsel of God, to instruct Christians on cultural preservation, to work in their society, to bring all of society under the reign of Christ, to be kingdom-oriented. This is our job. It is not simply evangelism. <clears throat> While evangelism is a vital part of what we're called to do as Christians, it is not the entire thing that we're called to do. It is not our entire mission. We're to make disciples of the nations. That includes evangelism because you can't do any of this other stuff. You can't have the wisdom of God without first having a changed and revitalized heart in Christ. But once you've done that, uh, are we to go on sinning that grace may abound? By no means, right? We are to be changed people. We're now to go out into the world and change the world for Christ. That is what we are called to do. And we need pastors who are willing to preach on that. And unfortunately, until we get that, until the church wakes up and fixes itself, we are going to keep having issues like what we had in 2020 and have today, not to mention mass school shootings and the like. 
This all stems from a much deeper problem, which is a rot at the heart of our country. How's that for a monologue? (laughs) (laughs) All right, sorry. I didn't mean to hog it, but I spent a lot of time putting this together because I had some extra time on my hands. So (laughs) So, I got a little carried away with my prep this week. Anything you guys would like to add before we wrap up today? No. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Just like if we don't understand that we have our our culture today wants to think that we need to fully focus on government, that government's our problem. Mm. Government's getting in the way. Mm. Um, Yeah. And certainly there are issues in the government, but, but that again, that's not something that's going to, again, it's, it's a symptom. Yep. Right. It's the symptom, not the overall issue. Yes. And and we we've talked about that a lot. What what is the overall issue? Yeah. It's that our it's it's that our culture is falling away from God. Mm. And yep. And as we as we found out in um in Confessional County that a lot of these are these shootings, the the mm. poverty, the inflation, all yeah. of this is because of curses on Judgment. our nation. Yep. Curses. So so what is the overall, like, the problem? Yeah. I, I mean, you could you could go back to the individual. But, uh, yeah, and it, and it starts there, right? Yep. So we need to reform each government starting at the beginning. Mm. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So. Well said. Well said. Way to wrap it up. All right. And with that, we are going to wrap up our Monday episode. Thank you all so, so much for listening or watching us today. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, go to trdshow.net slash refer to get free stuff, free merch, free mugs, free stickers, free t-shirts, free stuff. I don't know. We don't have hoodies up there, but we do have hoodies in the merch store. So if you want to help support the show financially, we could really use the help. We're trying to find new ways to branch out, improve the quality, get new equipment, all of that, but it takes money. If you would be willing to help us out, we would really appreciate it. And of course, we'd never ask for money for nothing. So we've created a store, a place where you can get something while also helping to support us. So head over to trdshow.net, scroll down a little bit. You'll find a link to our merch store. It's also up in the main header, the main nav. So check that out. If you would like a nice t-shirt or a hoodie or a you know, sticker or a mug for some coffee or what have you, check out our merch store. We got all sorts of cool stuff there. We'd really love for uh, our merch to get around because that also gets the word out about the show while also helping us financially. So yeah, send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And until then, we will see you in the next episode. And remember everyone, in all that you do, do as unto the Lord.